0: Let me tell you why I chose Anchor to host my podcast. First, it's free. It's one of the few hosts I found that really is free. They have all the tools that you need. You can make your podcast on a computer or you can download their free app and make edits and uploads straight from your phone. So, if you're interested in starting your own podcast, I say download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started today. You have just entered Liberty Lighthouse, where we cut through the fog with common sense and logic. Coming to you from Pennsylvania, the state of independence. Here he is, U.S. Navy veteran, author of the book, Progress, Really? And your freedom-loving host, Peter Seraphine. Welcome to the first episode of Liberty Lighthouse. I'm your host, Peter Serafine. You can find me on social media, at P. Seraphine. You can also go to the show's website, liberty-lighthouse.com. From there, you can leave a voice message for the show. I really appreciate that. I plan on using those in the next show. So, what are we going to talk about for our first episode? I want something important. I want something that threatens our liberties. I think I'm going to start with mass shootings. Since there are so many politicians out there that want to blame the gun and want to pass more gun control, more gun legislation, red flag laws, background checks, all of that kind of stuff, let's look at mass shootings a little more holistically. Let's start with what has changed and what hasn't changed in the world since this whole mass shooting phenomena began. So let's look at some history from 1920 until 1965 there were 10 mass shootings in this country that's 10 shootings in 45 years now from 1966 to 2019 september 2019 there have been 164 mass shootings in the united states 82, half of those 164, have come in just the last 20 years. That means that 47% of all mass shootings since 1920 have been in the last 20 years, since 2000. So, mass shootings... It's a new thing. I mean, they've been around for a long time, but this ridiculous phenomenon where they happen so frequently is definitely modern. There's no doubt that mass shooting is a horrible thing. And yeah, we should probably do something to stop them. But rather than just jumping at the gun, maybe we should look at why it's happening. So what hasn't changed in the past hundred years in the United States? Certainly not access to guns. I mean, if anything, access to guns has gotten harder. I mean, guns have been prolific in the United States since before we were the United States. You used to be able to buy a gun in America through a mail order catalog, like Sears. As long as you sent him a check, there was no background check. There was no hurdles to jump through. There was nothing. So if anything, like I said, access to guns has gotten harder, not easier. And what else hasn't changed? Well, the Second Amendment hasn't changed. There hasn't been a change to the Second Amendment since 1791 when it was ratified. And for those of you that might think that the, uh, the need for a militia is no longer relevant, and, and therefore the Second Amendment is no longer relevant, I would refer you to Columbia v. Heller, the 2008 Supreme Court uh, decision, where the court found that the entire part of the militia was just preliminary throat clearing and that the the founding fathers didn't really get down to the heart of the second amendment until the right of of the people to keep and bear arms. So that hasn't changed. What else might not have changed? Hmm. Well, the gun hasn't changed. The gun the actual mechanics of a gun hasn't changed. I've got two real simple examples of how the gun hasn't changed, but uh, one is the Winchester 1907 and the other is the Colt 1911. Now they weren't very creatively named the 1907 and 1911 were the years that they came out. So in 1907, Winchester released the Winchester 1907. It was a rifle. It was a semi-automatic rifle. It was a semi-automatic rifle with a removable magazine, a removable magazine that was available in a capacity of up to 15 rounds. So, remembering what I said earlier about access to guns, in 1907, you could order a semi-automatic rifle with a removable 15-round magazine from the Sears catalog simply by mailing in a check. I also mentioned the Colt 911, or I'm sorry, the Colt 1911. The Colt 1911, of course, the pistol that was used by the U.S. military for many, many years, uh, it hasn't changed, and it's still really popular. It's a semi automatic handgun. And there's, I mean, it's really popular. It's made by just about every gun company out there, and it's made in a whole bunch of different. Uh, calibers now it's not just a 45 so the technology of a gun hasn't changed and the only thing that's really changed about the gun nowadays is the the use of plastics and polymers to make them look scarier if you if you look up a Winchester 1907 I, I encourage you to do this just google Winchester 1907 and you take a take a look at this rifle it's a wooden-stocked wooden rifle with a re- removable magazine. Now, one of the big differences between the Winchester 1907 and the modern AR-15 that everybody seems so threatened by is the size of the bullet. The modern AR-15 shoots like the smallest bullet available. It's a 22 caliber. I think they call it a 223. The Winchester 1907 shot a Winchester 351. That's huge by comparison to the to a 223. So yeah. The AR-15 versus the 1907, which one do I want to have in in a you know end of the world situation, zombie apocalypse? I want the Winchester. So the gun hasn't changed. I mean, other than the polymer plastic stock that can be put on or folded up or the fact that you can attach flashlights or laser pointers and all that kind of stuff to make them look scary. Everybody calls them military style assault weapons, and the only thing that's really military style about them is what they look like. They're a semi-automatic rifle, just like that Winchester 1907. By the way, I decided to do this episode on this topic because of the politics right now where everybody's talking about gun legislation and expanded background checks and loopholes that don't really aren't loopholes they're, there's a personal exception that's not a loophole that's a uh, an exception that's written in by design everybody's jumping on this bandwagon of, of gun legislation and 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 banning guns but nobody stops to look at the statistics when they're doing this so You got Beto O'Rourke out there screaming, hell yes, I'll take their AR-15s. Well, you know what? Rifles only make up like 6% of the firearm deaths in our country. So why ban an AR-15? And yes, mass shootings are just absolutely horrible, but they only make up like, it's less than 1% of the deaths from firearms in our country. So, again, not the right focus. The gun hasn't changed. The Second Amendment hasn't changed. Something has, but it isn't the gun. It's not the so-called gun culture in our country. It's been there since before we were a country. So maybe it's time for our elected officials. I refuse to to use the word leaders. Maybe it's time our elected officials look at what's really changed since this phenomenon took off and work on trying to fix that. So here in the show, I'm going to talk about those things. Before I get to what has changed, if I missed something else that has not changed, please go to liberty-lighthouse.com and click the send me a message button. Send me a voice message, and I'll put it on, on my next show, and I'll talk about it. If it's at a If it's something I missed, if it's something you don't agree with, send me a message. If it's something you do agree with, send me a message. Liberty-Lighthouse.com Click the Send Me a Message button. I want to hear from you. Okay, so, let's move back on. What has changed since this whole mass shooting phenomenon started? I chose 1966 as where I'm cutting the... uh, The line off to modern versus old school. And the reason I chose 1966 is uh, that was the year of the University of Texas clock tower sniper. And some people consider that to be the first of the so called modern mass shootings. So that's the year I chose to draw the line. So what has happened in our country? What has changed since 1966? Well, since we've been talking about guns, 22,000 gun laws have been passed in America. Believe it? 22,000 state, local, and federal gun laws. But, you know, the next one they pass, that'll be the one that stops all the firearm deaths, right? Because the 22,000 were all just practice runs. You know what? It doesn't matter what law they pass, criminals are going to get guns because they commit crimes. That's how it works. That's what they do. So one of those 22,000 gun laws was the gun-free zone law that was passed in 1990. A guy named John Lott did some research and he found out that since 1990, 94% of the mass shootings in our country have happened in gun-free zones. Wow. Wow. Who saw that coming, right? So, interviewers of shooters that have survived their mass shooting incidences and uh, have gone to jail have been—they've so they've been interviewed, and these interviews almost always say that these guys chose their locations where they were going to shoot by looking for gun-free zones. That makes perfect sense, doesn't it? I'm going to go cause as much havoc and terrorize as as many people as I possibly can for as long as I can. Where am I going to go? I'm going to go where there is nobody else with a gun to slow me down. Where I've got 10, 15, 20 minutes before the police will get there because nobody else has guns. Nobody in Congress trying to pass gun laws is willing to admit this simple fact. It's just silly. Another thing about the whole gun-free zone. If if our government can't keep drugs out of maximum security federal penitentiaries, why would we have any hope that they'd be able to keep guns out of gun-free zones with a sign? It's just silliness. Ah. Uh, anyway, let's move on. Something else that's changed. The media. My God, the media that we have now compared to what we had in 1966, 24-hour-a-day news television, uh, news radio, news all over the internet, social media. When something happens, it's picked up by media outlets and, and stuck on the internet within seconds, and it spreads like crazy, and everybody knows about it in no time at all. That's a good thing most of the time, but for quite a while there, the media was sensationalizing these coverages and making these shooters famous, and it was horrible. I personally think that just encouraged more people to do it, but I have to give the media a little bit of credit here. They have been trying to at least cut back on that sensationalism. I'm not saying that they don't do it anymore, but they're at least making an earnest effort to cut back a little bit. All right. I need to take a break, mostly because, like I said at the beginning, this is my very first episode, and I need a breath. I need a drink, and I'll be right back. I promise I'll be gone, I don't know, 30 seconds when you get all this. Then we'll continue on with some more things that have changed in our country since this mass shooting phenomena has begun uh do me a favor use this 30 seconds to click the send me a voice message at liberty-lighthouse.com love to hear from you i want to know what i'm doing well here i also want to know what i'm not doing well here insults and compliments are both appreciated thanks again be right back (music) Are you fed up with progressive society? I'm Peter Seraphine and my frustration led me to write a short book titled Progress, Really? Progress, Really, is about the past, current, and future state of American culture, government, and social standing. I urge every liberty-loving American to visit my website, seraphine.com, and order a copy. Give Progress, Really, a quick read and some serious thought. That was seraphine.com. S-E-R-E-F-I-N-E dot com. Order your copy today. Okay, I'm back. That 30-second ad that you just listened to was for my book, Progress, really. And that reminds me, uh, the first five people that go to liberty-lighthouse.com or to anchor.fm liberty lighthouse leave me a voice message th- that I can use on this show. The first five people that leave me a message that I can use on this show, I'm going to send them a copy of my book. So when you leave that message, Make sure that you leave me some contact information in there. And uh, now let's get back to the show. Where were we? We were talking about things that have changed since 1966. Another one of the things that's changed, and this to me is probably one of the biggest problems that we have that's helping to, uh, uh, I don't want to say cause the mass shooting problem, but I'm sure it's a factor. And that is that 17% of U.S. citizens... Are on some type of mental health medication, antidepressants, anti-anxiety, antipsychotics, whatever. One in six of us is on some form of a psychoactive medication every day, and this is even starting with children. We're, we're now medicating kids. We say that we say they have ADHD, and we put them on Ritalin. Now I am sure that ADHD exists but I think that it's overdiagnosed and overmedicated and I think a whole lot of our mental health problems our mental health medications are overprescribed there's no question that the people that commit these mass shootings have mental health problems I wonder if the medications that are so prolific in our country nowadays Are contributing to those mental health problems. I'm not a doctor, so I can't really speak on this topic that much. I just so that's all I'm going to say. That's that's my wrap up there. Another thing that's changed uh, significantly is the moral compass of our society has moved. It's real easy to see. Simple, obvious examples exist all over the place. Uh, The language that's used on regular old everyday television is an obvious example. The graphic violence in movies and video games. I mean, sure, there were violent movies before 1966, but just they weren't as graphic as they are nowadays. And gambling. Oh, my God. I don't gamble. but And I don't hold it against anybody who does gamble, but gambling is a vice. I smoke cigars. That's a vice. Gambling has gone from dark alleys and back rooms to now it's at every corner store in the form of state-funded lottery. There, there's video poker coming out everywhere that, that is being run by the state, the, the lotto system. Uh, websites now for sports gambling are getting air all the time on radio stations, It's a vice, and it affects our moral compass one way or another. When when anything comes that full circle, it has an effect on us. Um, More changes. Political correctness. My goodness. The modern political correctness movement has placed people's feelings and emotions on a pedestal. It's just out of control. I could probably make an entire episode of this show just by citing silly, over-the-top political correctness. And if we're that politically correct all the time, it's so easy to hurt somebody's feelings because everybody's offended by everything else. You know what I learned a really long time ago when I was a really little boy? Nobody can hurt your feelings unless you let them. You control your emotions. Another significant change, the nuclear family has become the exception instead of the norm. I mean, it seems almost odd now when when you find out that a husband and wife have been together for 40 years or something like that, when that used to be all the time. Nowadays, it's it's the exception. And again, I'm not blaming mass shootings on the erosion of the the nuclear family. I'm just trying to point out things that have changed in our country that could possibly influence this new phenomenon of mass shooting. Another change, technology. Technology's great. Technology's how I'm sitting here on a laptop recording this podcast while looking at notes on my cell phone in a room surrounded by more technology. Technology is wonderful. I love technology. It give, gives people like me, just an average guy sitting in, his, in a spare room in his house, a voice to be able to speak my opinion to anybody willing to listen. And that's wonderful. And the fact that you can grab your phone and ask Google or Siri to answer whatever question you might have, that's really convenient. And... Technology's great, but technology has also made it possible for us to cocoon ourselves and never hear an opposing, opposing opinion about anything. It's it's made us less likely to make real connections in real life because we've got hundreds or thousands of virtual connections on social media. And again, that's a change. It's a big change. We have far fewer Uh, instances of social involvement on a real personal level. We don't get involved in our communities. We do everything from our phones and our laptops. Fewer face-to-face friends, more globalization, more changes. How about child discipline? You know, I was only spanked a few times as a kid, but I remember every one of those. And I remember deserving all of them. Well, all of them but one. We won't get into that now. But... Even disciplining your children has become regulated by governments. Uh, First, the corporal punishment, spanking, was removed from schools, which you can agree with me or not agree with me about. I think that was a bad thing. They've gone even further. Like, in some states, it's literally illegal to spank your own child. How can the government come into my house and tell me how to raise my kids and it not affect society as a whole so again i'm not placing blame with these things i'm just pointing out things that have changed that maybe these changes might be influencing the fact that we have a, a mass shooting problem one of my pet peeves that that's going on a lot in the last couple of years, is in, it, instead of preserving the dark spots in our history, we've started to tear down statues. Like, really? History is important. We have to learn from history. We have to know that even the darkest moments in our history are still part of our history. We have to remember them. Otherwise, like they say, we'll repeat them. You don't learn from history, you repeat it. And tearing down statues is ridiculous because, again, they're not even going into why they're doing it. Using the Confederate memorials, like they're tearing down the statues of Confederate soldiers and sailors and generals because they were on the side of slavery. Well, Some of them did some really great things before and after the war. And nobody talks about that. Like, General Robert E. Lee was considered to be a consummate gentleman. He was admired by Northerners and Southerners alike, by by U.S. presidents, complimented in speeches for a hundred years after the Civil War now all of a sudden we're tearing down his statues because he was a confederate why why are we changing history that's that's silly like we have to preserve it we have to remember it anyway i'm sure that there are a lot of things that have changed since 1966 in the united states that i haven't covered absolutely positive that i've missed some very important things please like I've said repeatedly leave me a message go to liberty-lighthouse.com and click the leave a message button or go if you happen to be listening on anchor.fm they have a leave a message button let me know what you think of my show let me know what I missed be able to make this a interactive show hopefully so quick summary uh what has changed in the world of mass shootings well the Access to guns hasn't changed. If anything, it's gotten harder to get guns. Um, The Second Amendment hasn't changed. It hasn't changed since long before that. The gun itself hasn't changed. What has changed is our society. For some reason, these mentally ill people go out and commit these horrible, horrible, horrible terrorizing acts of violence and the only thing that's really changed is society so why are we wasting time and energy going after the gun and passing more laws that only law-abiding citizens are going to follow anyway because criminals are criminals they commit crime they break laws that's what makes them criminals Society is going to change its progress. But society seems to be the root problem here, if you ask me. Maybe we need to figure that out. and Maybe that's not the government's job. Maybe that's our job. We the people. This is the Liberty Lighthouse, and the purpose of this show is to protect our liberties. We have to protect them. We can't let government take liberty away ever. Right now, they're going after your your guns. They want your firearms. and They say it's somehow going to make us all safer, but I don't believe them. I think keeping your firearms is far more important than laws that aren't going to be followed by criminals in the first place. So that's my show for today. I hope you enjoyed it. Go to liberty-lighthouse.com, leave me a message, tell me what you think, tell me what I missed, because I'm sure I missed a lot. And uh, until next time, protect your liberties, because a liberty lost never comes back. God bless America.